Hello everyone and welcome to a quick look that I have been meaning to make for a long time because we are a bit late. We aren't actually late with testing. We received the newest Galaxy S22 series phones a while back, but we kind of mainly focused on the S22 Plus this time around, mostly because we really wanted ample time to focus on the big boy in the lineup. That is the one that I have in front of me here, the S22 Ultra. Because while if you cast your eyes immediately upon it, you'll see that something is very different. Not only did they ditch the design, which kept it going for the S20 Ultra and the S21 Ultra uh, mainly, they've kind of ditched it for a more boxy design, which looks more than a Note 20 Ultra than last year's S22 or S21 Ultra. And there's good reason for that because as I'm sure a ton of reviewers have already told you back when this was more relevant, they basically destroyed the idea of the Ultra as we know it through the S20 and S21 Ultra. And they destroyed the idea of the Note and they combined the two into what we now have. So forget about a separate Note launch in August Instead, what you now want is that every time come February, when they launch new S series phones, you will get an Ultra, which is essentially a Note. The S20 Ultra phone is now a Note phone, which if you think about it, makes perfect sense. Because while I loved the S20 Ultra and I love the S21 Ultra, I could of course see that from a marketing and PR perspective, they were struggling to differentiate the Ultraphone enough from the, its regular S20 brethren or S series brethren to justify the higher price. And at the same time, when the Notes came around, they struggled again to differentiate the Note 20 Ultra and the S20 Ultra because they were kind of similar apart from the S Pen. But what if we smash them together, they thought. And so they have, and it makes all the sense in the world. So, in many ways, this is a note. That means that you get an S Pen, an improved S Pen, this, uh, this uh, again, which has its own silo, meaning that you won't have to buy a stupid rubber cover to keep the pen in. No, this has its own dedicated silo, which clicks in and out and where it can sit and charge and be used for all the regular things that you want out of a Note style device. At the same time, it has the more squared off but with rounded corner design, which made us really much fall in love with the Note 20 Ultra. And it does feel more unique to hold. It is one of the more comfortable phones to hold I think in the world right now, certainly more comfortable than the iPhone 13 Pro Max. Now, obviously there's a lot of tweaks made to the actual design, but the main thing is that a lot of the stuff that we liked about S21 Ultra last year stays the same. So back here, we have the same basic camera setup. We have a 108 megapixel main camera, two telephoto lenses where one has, has a, 
um, uh, a, a, is a sort of a, tel a telescopic lens, um, which has 10x optical zoom. Um, and we have an ultra wide, which works very well with a, uh, a, uh, a, a laser autofocus, a 40 megapixel selfie shooter right here in front. This 6.8 inch AMOLED 2X display has a whopping resolution of 1440 by 3088, which gives it roughly 500 PPI of pixel density. It is also 120 Hertz and can go to 1750 nits peak brightness, me meaning that it's not only just bright enough to use in all weather conditions, but like in glaring direct sunlight, it should remain perfectly readable. They still managed to squeeze in a 5,000 milliamp hour battery inside this thing, despite having to use space for the S Pen, meaning that this could easily go two days, particularly if you're okay with tweaking the power settings a bit inside. On this particular model, we don't get the Snapdragon 8 Gen 1 because we're in Europe, meaning we get the Exynos 2200. That's a four nanometer chipset, which they use in uh, right here in, in Denmark, where we currently are. And that also means that we do get the new Xclipse. I think I'm saying that correct. Xclipse, Xclipse, Xclipse 920 GPU module, which has been uh, co-designed with AMD, meaning you should get access to something like ray tracing in compatible games. Now, in other benchmark tests that were performed by other media, the Exynos 2200 didn't perform as well as a lot of people would have hoped, but it's still one of the fastest Android phones out there, and that really, really is saying something. And I would think that in, in daily use, if you get like 12 gigs of RAM, which you can, and up to a terabyte of built-in storage, if money is no object, then even with like eight gigs of RAM, like one UI, which is Samsung's Android skin, just flies by and feels fluid and lovely. And there's nothing about this phone which doesn't feel seamless and nice to use and, well, completely dynamic on an everyday basis. It's just absolutely lovely. So let's recap again. Fantastic screens. Samsung makes the best screens in the industry. I maintain that. A lovely camera where First of all, you get a lot of tweakers and you basically get a lot of freedom to make it the way that you want it. And you get 10X zoom, optical zoom, proper zoom, meaning that this will probably destroy any other phone with optical zoom in terms of how close you can get to a subject from far away and still maintain detail. You have the S Pen, which has been improved and now means that it has a sub three millisecond response time, basically meaning that we are getting to a point where it is pen on paper feel. And there are also the other air gestures and the remote shutter for the camera when you click it. All of that stuff is still here and it's sitting right inside. It has wireless charging, IP68 dust and water resistance. It has a, um, it basically um, now has a uh, larger sizes going up to a terabyte. It can go up to 12 gigs of RAM. It has a lovely selfie camera. It basically, well, there is everything here and more besides. The one thing that Samsung doesn't really seem to have down yet, as I'm pretty sure that this charges at 45 watts if you get the charger, which isn't in the box. Now, there's a lot of phones that can go a lot faster than that. And Samsung really should be pioneering charging speeds like OnePlus and Oppo are. So that is no excuse. I, I want to see faster charging speeds also wirelessly when we roll around to a new version of this next year. But still, 
with for 1249 euro which is slightly less than the original s20 ultra was introduced at there is just a lot of functionality here and it's really hard with the added s pen uh functionality that you couldn't recommend this to its target audience because there's a lot of s pen users out there and with added features like decks and all of the stuff that i've mentioned it's just a really easy power user phone to recommend so that's basically it. Go buy this thing if you want the S Pen. Thank you so much for watching. See you on the next one.